From Finance and Commerce, this is Beyond the Skyline, a podcast about economic development, commercial real estate, and construction in Minnesota. In each episode, you will meet business leaders, builders, entrepreneurs, and big thinkers. I'm David Bolander, editor of Finance and Commerce. Thanks so much for joining. Beyond the Skyline is sponsored by Ironmark Building Company. Whether it's a new luxury apartment building in the North Loop or expanding the community in the suburbs, Ironmark builds quality projects for discerning clients. Ironmark's foundation is built on a culture of collaboration with clients and projects that stand the test of time. Talk to Ironmark's award-winning team about your next construction project today. Go to ironmarkbuildingco.com. In this episode, John Ryan, owner of HVAC company Gens Ryan, talks to FNC reporter Brian Johnson. Ryan talks about the company's new Jack Ryan Academy training program, the worker shortage, and his early interest in working in the family business. All right. So pleased to be joined with John Ryan, owner and president of Gens Ryan, longtime Burnsville-based heating, cooling, plumbing, and electrical business. And John is here to talk a little bit about a cool new training program that um, he recently launched with his company and um, some of the bigger issues that the industry is facing, along with so many other industries in terms of workers and just finding the next generation of workers and preparing them for the jobs of the future. Um, John, how are you doing today? And uh, First of all, thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. A pleasure to meet you, Brian. And uh, thank you for the opportunity to come on here and talk about the Jack Ryan Academy. Um, yeah. This is our first year and our first, right now our first cohort um, is getting ready to graduate uh, a week from tomorrow on the 31st. Okay. Um, there's been, yeah, been nine students from that first class that'll be graduating. Um, and, uh, it's a 12 week program and we take people that are completely green from the industry, uh, no experience in the industry, just a, uh, desire to improve themselves and to grow and, and, and learn a, learn a trade and a skill. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and throughout the 12 weeks, we teach them, uh, basically how to be <clears throat> a kind of a level, what we call a level one technician or a maintenance technician. So it's the, the gateway into a career in the trades, essentially. Um, okay. the Jack Ryan Academy, like I said, is new this year. It's, it's named after my father, Jack Ryan, who founded the company in 1950 with, uh, himself and Louis Gens and, and, uh, and Louis's wife, Greta, and my, also my grandmother, Rose Ryan. So, okay. um, yeah. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that, but first I w- wonder if you could just walk us through, um, I guess the reason for starting this program. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, you know, there's been a, you know, work in the trades has, you know, kind of taken a, a back seat to a, uh, to the next step for, um, kids, um, young people or anybody quite honestly, in in, um, as they look to go from secondary education, uh, graduating high school and the next step of their lives. Right. And, you know, used to be that, Every school had, every high school had a shop class and had an automotive class and, you know, <clears throat> trades were an integral part of, of a secondary education. And over the course of, I think kind of when I was, I graduated in the early nineties from um, Rosemont High School, um, 
you know, there was still an automotive class, but it was very much a shadow of what it had been. Um, and, you know, everyone was being pushed towards, uh, towards college. And, you know, not only has college gotten so expensive um, that, you know, it's out of, out of the reach for so many people, right? Um, but it's, quite honestly, college is not the best next step for people. So I think you have people that went to college, maybe tried it, and left after a couple of years or graduated and, and had a pile of debt and, and no real still clear direction of where they're going. Or some people that just kind of floundered around from job to job to job because they didn't know what to do and options weren't being presented. So <clears throat> we saw we saw what was happening, you know, that that kind of situation. And I explained what's happened over the last 20, 30 years um, in the Minnesota education system, not just in Minnesota, but the U.S. education system. And we said, you know, there's there's an opportunity here, um, and um, for not only the students but for our company and and for the industry and and the entire community, um, there's a shortage of of people working in, uh, with their hands in the trades, and um, um, it's not what it used to be. Quite honestly, working in the trades, um, you know, it, it's um, especially in what we do. Um, you have to be good at communicating. You have to be good at um, <clears throat> at being able to work with technology, um, and you know you have to like people. And you know, I think you know it was well. I don't. I don't want to go to school. I like working with my hands. I'll go into the trades. That is one path, but it's not the only path going into the trades. There's almost uh, you know there's multiple subsets of of these paths into the trades. And nothing was really being done. And as an employer, we constantly struggle. And, and you know, you're constantly fighting for the same limited pool of workers. And, um, and you know, we decided to take the future into our own hands and um, improve the situation for our company, for our customers, and also for the community. And that's why we mm -hmm. launched the Jack Ryan Academy. Yeah, and it sounds like the challenge is sort of twofold here. It's introducing young people to these opportunities and then giving them the training they need to take that yeah. next step and actually work in those trades. Um, so how can you talk a little bit more about what students learn in this program and do they get hands-on training? Uh, do they, uh, do they have a mentorship relationship with, with, with folks? How does that work? Yeah. Yeah, they do. <clears throat> there's multiple prongs to this. There's, there's classroom, um, which is learning the technical aspects, right? You have to understand some of the mechanics, but it's not just not just in the classroom learning about the mechanics. We're learning about customer service, and we're also learning about company process and and how to use the technology. That you know, they're all every tech, technician has an iPad. How do we use that? How do they? You know, what are the tools they need to be aware of? And and then also our company processes. Um, and then there's a lab portion where they're actually, you know, we have an area in our in our um, office where they are working. Uh, they're learning how to solder and braze, and um, they're learning how to use hand tools. They're making sure that they understand, you know, you have to understand math and fractions um, and how to use a tape measure correctly. And and some of these people, it's it's you know that you know putting that pliers or or screwdriver or nut driver in their hand. It's you know it's like a an extension of their hand, and some people it's it's a it's a foreign object. So it's a lot of hands-on work, and then there is some field work. They um, they go out and they 
to they're paired with a somebody um, at, at the level that they'll graduate to, and then they are also going out and doing uh, paired with some more advanced people, um, advanced in terms of where they're at in their career, um, and then at a certain part part throughout the throughout the program, they are sent on their own. Um, you know, they'll have their coach um, that'll kind of be there with them, but they are running the calls, and then they're getting feedback um, between the calls. And then uh, when they're when when they have when there's light breaks in the day, they're reviewing what what went well and what needs to be approved upon. So there's the there's the classroom, there's the lab, and there's the practical, right? Uh, real world world experience. So we're hitting all three areas. There's a uh, um, an evaluation period, right? They have to make sure that they have the mastery of the skills, um, and uh, and then from there it's graduation, and then. Uh, but the learning doesn't stop there. So that just takes them to a level one. And then there's continuing education. And, and our plan is, you know, we learned so much from this first cohort. We're going back. We already have ideas. Um, we've got a, uh, an incredible person uh, named Andy Sweetman who runs our program. And uh, Andy was a uh, former public school teacher. And so um, he's got ideas and he's, he's bringing all kinds of things to the, um, to the plate now uh, for us for ideas for improvement. And so it's a constant process. They're, the students are learning and we're learning right along with them. Okay. And tell me about your new facility there. How, how, uh... Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, um, we've got a 13,000 square foot lab and classroom um, area. Um, we kind of really built it for the future. We don't need as much square footage as we have right now, but it's got multiple lecture and meeting rooms. There's a um, there's a um, an, um, a large group uh, meeting area that'll hold 50 to 60 people, um, and then also in our um, in uh, just right outside the large meeting room, there's a physical lab where we've got a half a dozen different systems installed and running, and and so they can understand they're get they're asked to diagnose systems, identify parts, understand sequence of operation. Um, how these things are put together, how they're assembled, how they're installed. And then they also, we have an area where again, they're, <clears throat> they're taking, they're given a, um, you know, some copper and some fittings and they're learning how to clean the copper, uh, to cut it, put it together, bend it. Um, and, and also to, uh, to braze the, do the brazing on the copper, how to evacuate the lines, um, before Freon is, or refrigerant is put in there. Um, how to make sure that they have the proper charge. They're, I mean, they're giving, um, there's gauges that they use for making sure everything is set properly to the manufacturer's spec. And um, and then they're tested and evaluated as they're going there. So Okay. And so can you tell me a little bit more about Gens Ryan and the, the, do you work primarily in commercial, residential, both <clears throat> here in the Twin Cities? Um, where, where, where do you do your projects? Yeah, we so we've been in business since 1950. Like I said, it was started by my dad and Louis Gens and his wife and my grandmother. Parents owned it um, uh, from about the mid 70s, uh, late 60s, early 70s, um, uh, on to 97, where um, where my brothers and I bought it from them, and then um, <clears throat> brothers have moved on or retired or done had different things in their life that has happened and. I've been the sole owner of the company since 19, I'm sorry, since 2017. Um, historically, we, our bread and butter or where we existed was in the new construction space. 
Um, and so we would inst- uh, design and install um, new systems in, in, uh, in new construction. Um, in October of 2022, we made the decision that we were going to exit the new construction uh, line of the business. And um, we really have been putting 100% of our effort into uh, service and replacement on, uh, new con- uh, on residential, um, uh, residential jobs. So, and we do air conditioning, um, heating, plumbing, electrical, we do drains, and um, we also do duct cleaning. And yeah, so we're anything kind of in the mechanical systems of the homes, we're, we're a source of, of uh, expertise for our, for our customers. So, Okay. And getting back to the training part, I was just curious, what would you say there's a lack of training opportunities out there now? Because I imagine there are people can go to go the union route or they can get uh, training through other sources. Where What would you say is the kind of the, the niche that you're filling? Yeah, the you know, all the all the options that are out there are there's nothing necessarily wrong with them. But, I, you know, kind of what I was saying yesterday is the the trade schools, um, they have to cover, you know, they're not sure exactly what the career path is going to be for the students. So they cover everything, right? And so they're, they've got a, a rather large thing that they're handling there. Um, uh, and unfortunately, for a residential service contractor, one of the biggest things is communication and customer service um, because you're interacting with customers in a way that if you're a commercial, if you're doing commercial service, it's, you're not doing that level of customer interaction and engagement. Um, you know, typically you're, you know, you might have a service contract in a large high rise or a, a building complex or something like that. And it's all negotiated front and you rarely, if ever see your customers um, as opposed to a residential service contract. You're going in to somebody's house. They're there. The kids are there. The dog is probably there. Um, and so you have to have that level of customer service. Um, and, you know, what we do is we hire first on personality, um, personality and, and um, uh, communication skills. And, and then we teach the, the required um, fundamentals from a technical standpoint. That's a little different about what we do. And then additionally, you know, we, you, so the students come in, they, they're um, strictly classroom for a number of weeks. Then they're doing shadowing with um, some more senior technicians in the field for a few weeks. Then they start running calls on their own and constantly they're still coming back to their, to their classroom and they're getting coaching and feedback along the way. Um, and then they'll do that level of the, when they graduate our program, they will be a maintenance level technician. And then, <clears throat> and then they'll come back at a later date for more advanced training. So there's this constant learn something, apply it, learn something, apply it, evaluate it. Um, you know, there's the, there's the, uh, education, the application and the evaluation happening in a cyclical, um, continuous pattern all the way through their entrance and, and progression through the through our uh, career here, so it's a little bit different. I think it sticks a little bit better. You get to understand how the how it applies to a real world situation, and it's specific to this job. And I'll say this, Brian: like I know Google is actually starting to hire people right out of uh, high school and training them themselves rather than going to the university level and recruiting out of there. 
um, because they're still finding it. They don't necessarily have the training that they that works best for the real world example. So not bad. What's okay. out there is not necessarily bad. This is just a little bit more applicable. Sure. And can you talk a little bit about, I think part of your pitch is that these are secure, well-paying jobs. Can you touch on that a little bit and maybe how that compares to working more in the commercial sector? Yeah. Um, you know, good economy, bad economy. Um, you know, your your furnace is is going to break down and your air conditioner is not going to it's not going to work um, occasionally, right? And so there's a, it's a, um, it's almost a utility in some respects, right? Um, and, and not only that, but there's such a shortage in the trades um, because of what we were talking about previously with the high schools and not an emphasis on, on, um, on the trades as a, as a career. Um, and so there's a shortage out there. And, um, you know, you think of all the houses that have been built you know, there was the early 2000s housing boom we had over the last few years. Um, there's been an increase in, in home construction. You've got all these people, the millennials that everyone said were, you know, they were only going to rent. They weren't going to own and they were going to live in the city, not in the suburbs. And now they're looking, you know, they're of, they're getting um, they're having partners and they're starting to look at, at creating a family and they're moving to the suburbs and they're looking to buy a home. So um, this demand is going to exist. And, you know, an average system has a lifespan of 10 to 15 years, depending on how much maintenance it's had. And so, you know, it's, it's, it's a cyclical thing. You're going to be constantly managing, or, um, maintaining, repairing, and replacing these systems every year. And so how many, how many people do you currently have participating in, in this? How many students? Yeah, our, our current cohort um, is um, we started with 11 and we're going to graduate eight of them. And, um, you know, that's kind of, we're hoping for about um, 90 to 85% graduation rate. And that's pretty much where we are. Um, and, uh, and then the next cohort starts in, uh, in April. And so every quarter we're going to bring in about 12, um, 10 to 12 students every, every quarter through the end of the year. Um, so by the end of, by the end of, uh, December, uh, 2023, we'll have ran roughly about 45, um, 50 students through the program. And we would have, um, graduated roughly about, uh, 85 to 90% of those. So we'd be looking at probably somewhere between, uh, 35 and 40 new technicians deployed in the field by the end of the year. Okay. And when did the program first launch? This January was our uh, first class started in January. So it really is quite new then. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've been, it's been in the works for probably about, you know, the last 12 to 18 months. Um, we hired somebody who was a former public school teacher. He's our, he's our, for lack of a better term, our dean. Um, he's a program manager. Um, and we've been working with, um, uh, Century College, and we've been working with a consultant who's got um, experience in designing these programs. And so we've been working on it as a company for, like I said, the last 12 to 18 months. And it's really kind of come out of the, you know, like we talked uh, uh, initially during our uh, conversation yesterday about how, you know, the we had been employing the model that everyone else had been using. You take somebody, shadow them with somebody as a, an apprentice, and you just hope they work out, right? Um, 
so we're we're just taking our training to the next level and then our plan would be next year that we're adding more um more training and more cohorts so right now it's a service technician um career track and we'll be adding more career tracks um yeah end of this year into next year and the following years Okay, and I understand you have a uh, a graduating class coming up on March 31st, and also a, a grand opening celebration. Can yeah, you talk about that a little Correct. bit. Yeah, yeah. So we're you know it's our formal announcement to the um, to the Twin Cities community about about the Jack Ryan Academy, um, and it's an additionally it's a, it's a celebration of the company and and our history. Um, Obviously, my father being who he was, uh, my dad was um, on a commission with Governor Wendell Anderson back in the 60s that basically set up the uh, licensing board for um, for well drilling in the state of Minnesota. So he was on that pilot um, pilot board with uh, with Wendell Anderson back in the 60s. And so I think this would be right in line with, you know, what my dad's. Um, uh, aspirations would have been for this industry, right? He, it was, it was a career and, and, um, and a trade that he loved and, uh, to see people going through a program that is, you know, named after him and our family and, and everything that's, that's been accomplished over the last 70 plus years. I think that would be something that he would really, you know, it would, it would make him feel, it would kind of warm his heart quite a bit, you know? Um, and so we're going to be talking about the, the company and the history and where we've been and, uh, and of course, celebrating this first graduating class and laying our, uh, the groundwork for the future. So the first class graduates and then we got another class rolling in, you know, shortly behind them. Yeah, that's very exciting. And so from you having the fact that this is a family business, did you always know from a young age that you wanted to continue in this business? It's a good question. Uh, excuse me. I think when I was growing up, um, it wasn't, uh, initially it was, well, of course, when you, you're going to graduate high school, go to college and, and then you're going to come work for the family business. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't necessarily, a, a an option as it was a, a direction. Um, but you know, it's, as I, <clears throat> you know, every kid, I think, you know, you idolize your, your parents and who they are and, and they're the, you know, the, they, they, Oh, they, they're your guidepost, you know, they're, that you, you look up to them so much. And, and when they're a business owner, it's, you know, a family business, it comes home every day. Right. And so, um, you grow up with the Gens Ryan name around the, around the dinner table. And so it, you know, it just kind of almost became a natural step. And, um, at a certain point in my life, yeah, it's exactly it. I knew exactly what I wanted to do and what I was going to study and where I was going to go after I, after I finished. Um, so. Yeah, it's been. I just finished my um, my 25th year last year, and uh, in a couple of months, I'll be I'll be hitting my 26th year anniversary. So, um, you know, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, I'll be around for a few more years to enjoy it you know, as we as we kind of get into the next really era of the company and where we're going. Awesome. Well, good for you, and um, good good luck with your program. And I don't know, we Thank covered you. a lot of areas there. Is there anything else you'd like to mention or put in a plug for anything before I let you go? Well, you know, I guess it's again, Larry or, or Brian, I'm sorry. I would, I would say that um, this is not some, uh, a program that people need any kind of training for. Um, you don't, you don't necessarily even need to be um, mechanically inclined. I mean, that, 
if there's a will, we will, and you have the right attitude, we will teach you. Um, so it's a great career. Um, it's not going to be offshore anytime soon. Um, and with the people working from home more, I mean, you know, commercial is, uh, commercial properties are going to be, you know, there's a lot of vacancy in commercial space, especially office spaces now. Um, and everyone's working from home. You know, people are spending more time, even post COVID. There was some definite, um, cultural changes that became permanent. It looks to me like you might be working from, uh, from home, Brian. So Indeed I am. Yeah. I've been doing yeah, that. There, so there years. you go. And yep. Yeah. So, and it's, you know, those things are going to be permanent for many, many people, whether you're hybrid or, or a hundred percent working from home and you know, that little annoyance that, you know, your system that wasn't quite working right, but Hey, it's, you're gone nine, 10 hours a day. Um, and you're only there at, you know, at, in the evening, it's a little bit different when you're there all day long. Um, and you know, that electrical outlet that kind of didn't work that great and you were running an extension cord. Well, it's now that you're drawing more power and you're using more things and, um, you, you need more, um, you know, better lighting, more reliable electricity, um, the air that you're breathing and, uh, and that you're in all day long. I mean, you're aware of those things much, much, much more. So this is a great opportunity. And, um, and, Obviously, the company is going to benefit, but we're looking to change some lives here as well. Um, you know, there's we've got some people who um, of that are not traditional. I guess you'd call you know tradespeople. Um, you know, they don't fit the the um, the white male um, traditional archetype or whatever you want to stereo stereotype um, that is in the trades. And that's great. Um, and so we're we're excited about about the direction. We're excited about the energy. And and again, if you're if you have any kind of interest in this, um, you're looking for a new direction in your life, please come apply. Um, you can apply right on our on our website uh, www.gensryan.com, um, and uh, or call our our main line nine five two seven six seven one thousand, and um, ask for uh, our recruiters Katie and Carly. And they will uh, set you up with a, with a phone screening. And if, if everything continues to look well, you know, you might be in our second or third class of the year. So we're ready for you. Well, it sounds like a great opportunity for men and women who are looking for a well-paying job in an industry that uh, offers some opportunities. So good luck with Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah, these yeah. are your... Thank you. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, you said it right. These are well-paying jobs. These are... These are not minimum wage or, um, you know, look, uh, uh, minimum wage or entry-level jobs. They are, it is, it, and it's not a job, it's a career. And uh, it's a life skill that will um, set you on a different path. So thank you very much for the opportunity to talk about it. I really, it was a, a great meeting you and, and thank you again. And it's one of those skills that serves you well as a homeowner, even in your own space. So that's, I know my, my father Absolutely. was a carpenter and he always was fixing things and never had to hire anybody to do that sort of thing. So just a little bonus yep. to have a skill. Yep, absolutely. Thank you, John. Absolutely. Yep. Thank you. Take care. Have a good day. Best to you. 